Welcome to another episode of the Dibbly Dobblers Cricket Podcast. As always, I am your main host, Callum, and as always, I am joined by producer, director, dinner lady, all around good guy, Andrew. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Yeah. I've just noticed that your mouse and my top match. They do, actually. Don't and they? my microphone. Look yeah, at well, I mean, they're kind of slightly different shapes. On brand. But, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, good good you know, spot. Just spot on the camera there. So. Yeah. So, good we're, chat. We're back, <laughs> in, we're back in familiar surroundings. Yeah, back into my kitchen. Aye. Uh, Not in Richard Rennie's love dungeon, like <laughs> the last interview. <laughs> Sorry, office. Office. That's <laughs> we're meant to say office. Uh, he keeps Something. Dino captive in there. <laughs> To be fair, with that haircut he had, I think a hairdresser had taken him captive as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Plus, uh, what we do know now, though, is that nobody is ever going to appear on the podcast before going out to Spain ever again. I know, because we've done two interviews as preparation to the go, You're well going to win. Yeah. Easy. Easy, then, yeah. You're no. going to smash it, and then you get beat in the final. Oh, disappointing stuff. Disappointing. Just drew the straw, sure. <sighs> It's the finals week this week, as we record. I don't know yes. seen the Irish team are bossing it from what uh, I've seen. C-I-Y-M-S. <coughs> yes. No, I-C-Y-M-S. The Irish... Uh, no, it's Chris... Some of them. Uh, the Belfast the, side, do they know? Yeah. Uh, C-I-Y-M-S. Christians of Ireland Young Man's Society. Do they basically have a, YMCA I was going to say, do they have a dance as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they totally could, like. <laughs> Doesn't really work for the people who are <laughs> listening to this, but hey, well, I was dancing just. So How you doing the S? Oh, fantastic! <laughs> right, what have we got coming up on uh, on today's show? We have an interview again. We do. We have another interview. So we caught up with um, Ali Duncan, president of Largo Cricket Club. Um, we've got a few things going on this year. Fortieth anniversary. Of the club, so will we just pass over to that interview? Let's just go to that now. Yeah, so over to our interview with Ali Duncan. So we are delighted to be joined by Largo Club President Ali Duncan. Ali, thank you very much for joining us. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you boys? Yeah, Yeah, not doing bad, not doing bad. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so I guess we'll jump straight into it. Big year for Largo. Um, 40th anniversary celebrations. So you were mentioning to us before we started recording, you've got a few events planned. Do you want to talk yep. about them for a bit for us? Yeah, sure. So first up, we've got uh, a dinner dance happening um, at one of the local venues uh, near the ground, actually. Um, it's a dinner dance with three-course meal, Live band, bit of a raffle thrown in, bit of fundraising. So that's on the twenty eighth of April. So which we've now discovered is the day before we play you boys. So <laughs> you'll be delighted. There might be some of our guys. <laughs> it might be slightly a bit worse for wear. We come the following day, which you'll be us. delighted. We'll take it. <laughs> I will supply Absolutely. a couple of extra bottles of spirits for the night. <laughs> <laughs> As I said to you, you know, I've extended the invite to you, so you boys are more than welcome to join in the festivities, you know, just so we're <laughs> keeping on the Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then 
After that, we've got a match against the 40 Club on the 21st of May. Right. Which is a Sunday. Um, so we'll have we'll have various things on the go during the day for that, uh, put on a special tea, all that sort of stuff. And then the big one for us is on the 28th of August, where we'll be playing the MCC. So we've managed to get the, those guys to come and play us, which was... Uh, it was certainly a, it was certainly a bit of a rigmarole trying to get them to come up and play us. You've got to jump through a few hoops to yeah. persuade them to come and play you. But you know we've cracked it, so we'll look forward to that. So that'll be a big day for the club, yeah, for sure. Playing playing the MCC in your fortieth year is is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. It'll be a good test as well because some very very good players play for the MCC side. Yeah, I do. You guys had had experience playing against them in any yeah. of your. I've only ever experienced it on an umpiring side of things. Um, right. So, well, it was meant to be a multi-day game, but as being Scotland, there was actually no cricket on any day. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but we're, we're looking forward to it. We'll, we'll, we'll try and pull out the stops that day, make the, make, make the East Drive, our East Drive ground look even better than it normally does. Hopefully we'll get the sunshine as well, which will make all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and your dinner dance, the tickets still available for that then? There's tickets absolutely still available for that, so uh, you'll find it if people follow the club on Facebook, Twitter, all that, and, and there's details how to purchase tickets on the club website as well. Um, so, yeah, if people want to just Google the old Largo Cricket Club, you'll be able yeah. to, to download in the, the, the form to fill in for getting your tickets, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, yep. So, folk are at a loose end on that evening. Get yourselves along to Largo. Absolutely, 100%. Night. Always yeah. good for a need. Is it Celtic Celtic Rouge, is it, or something like that? The, the yeah, they're, they're, they're essentially like a, they're, they're like a wedding band, but they played at my dad's 75th birthday party a couple of years ago, So, and they were excellent. So it was my wife that says, come on, you better get these guys. That'll get the party started. So, <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, right, okay. So uh, thankfully they were available. So I know they'll be good. They'll be really yeah. good. Yeah. Just good. pretended someone was getting married. Is that? You just, <laughs> yeah. Just 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 re- relive my marriage again. That, that's. I don't know if that's a good idea. But anyway. <laughs> good tie-in though. There, you mentioned your dad. I believe he was a a founding member of the club, wasn't he? That he right? was. Yeah. Or uh, he is. Should I say? I'm talking about him in the past tense. He's still with us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he is uh, a founding member, past president as well. So, kind of fallen into the, the the same position he was all those years ago. So, um, yeah, nineteen eighty three. It's uh, it's quite astonishing. It's it's we've got to this point that there's some of these guys still around that that started the club. So it makes it even special that they can join us and be there as well for the fortieth anniversary celebration. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I guess coming. Obviously, forty years ago, club was founded. I think Callum, you'd you'd mentioned that you sort of assumed there is a rich history of cricket in Fife. Um, Largo, as long as I've been involved in cricket, I've been part of that scene. Um, remember us playing against Largo? Although I didn't, don't think I actually played against Largo. I missed that game um, as a junior. Um, right. But yeah, so we'd have assumed that Largo would have been a bit about longer than that. So, can you have do you give us a bit of backstory of how the club came into being? I guess. Yeah, well, the the club, yes, it's our 40th anniversary this year. So, yeah, the club was essentially reformed 
1983 because there had been a cricket club in existence in Largo um, back in the late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. So I think it was like 1947 to about 1953, there was a club at, in Largo and played just very near to where the present ground is actually it was just a little bit further along apparently um right. but the club the club folded for for whatever reason not quite sure why but the club folded um and that was it until until 1983 when a group of guys which included my my father um decided to start a cricket club basically from a conversation in the railway inn in lower largo which is the local pub where we still drink after the game from time to time, although that sort of scene, sort of after cricket match scene, seems to have died a death a little bit these days. But, it does a bit, aye. Yeah, but yeah, that's where it that's where it kind of started, and we we struggled for a couple, two or three years in the early days to get ourselves a permanent ground. Mm-hmm. So there's a famous story, and I can vaguely remember because I was just a wee lad, but I remember they played along at Silverburn Silverburn Park, which is just near Leaven. Right. Um, back in the early days when they they had to sweep the donkey shit off the <laughs> off the off the pitch <laughs> before they could play, you know, somebody brought a brought their own lawnmower down, cut a strip in the middle of this donkey field, and away they went. Um, so that's how how it went for a little bit. They also played along at Wade Academy in Anstruther on a, on a really old artificial pitch. Right. And, in 1986, we, we managed to get um, the permission from Fife Council to play at, at the current East Drive ground. Um, so a square was put down, the club all got involved, laying the square. And to open the the ground back then, we played the then recently crowned UK Village Cup champions in Fruki. They brought their, their cup winning side down to play us. Which was a big thing, obviously, yeah. because I was just starting out really as a as a young club. Uh, but I'm not sure who it was, but we had a contact at the club at that time who was able to get Mike Dennis, former Scotland and England cricket captain. Uh, and he came and guested for Largo as a player that day. Um, and there's some oh, wow. some photographs of, of the day, which is great, which we'll put on display. Um, you know, on the the of the dinner dance night, and so people can have a look back at at that that day, which was really how the club really really got kicked off. You know, we just and it was we we basically just played friendlies for many years until until the early nineties when we joined East of Scotland League, um, and that's yeah. when we started cricket, and then obviously right up until two thousand and. 19 was our kind of last season in the East of Scotland League, and that's why we're now we've now come to the, the SPCU, which uh, I'd alluded to you guys before beforehand that it makes sense for us because we're part of that Caledonian region being yeah. north of the so it just makes sense that we would join the SPCU and be, become part of that. And and thankfully, a lot of the other five clubs have done the same as well, not yeah. all of them, but. Most of the most of the surviving five clubs, anyway, um, I've I've done the same thing. So, you know, within Fife as well with the broader yeah. sort of everything that goes in the SPCU. So that's that's been a good thing, and less less the travel as well. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's positive to see. Obviously, Broom Hall have followed this year as well. They've come over um, into the SPCA yeah. from the east. Um, yeah, that, I, I, I'd heard, I'd heard rumours that, that that Broom Hall were were looking to to join as well, and, and it's, it's it's good that they have. They have not played at their ground for a long time, but. It's in a certainly a nice little little part of uh, of West Fife, just outside Dunfermline. So yeah. yeah, good lads as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I encountered them at the AGM for the SPCU. So I think uh, they're kind of keeping their foot in both camps a wee bit just now because I think their twos are still playing Esker. But uh, yeah, it's good well, to see. Right. Yeah, so I uh, so um so I think they're just going to see how that. I think their twos set up worked for them as all they said. Um so. But it's still good to see them. I think it's only Dunfermline and is it Dunakir? Yeah, Kirkcaldy. Yeah. They're the, yeah. um, I think they're the only yeah. two fully Esker five clubs left now. So yeah, that's uh, right. And the, and the thing is, you know, the SPCU is such a you know such a smaller league. Yeah. Um, and or or association, if you like, compared to the East of Scotland League or. You know the West of Scotland district, Western Union, and yeah. even as a Aberdeenshire grade. So you know, I think I think it's good if if SPCUs want to survive and keep going, then it's you know it's going to benefit from having these teams in Fife coming to play. I know it's not been the traditional geographical region for the SPCU in the past, but you know the Fife clubs can certainly add something too. To the max in terms of the SPCU for sure, definitely. No, I think I think I mean you can't do touch on it. It's the SPCU would probably in reality. I mean, it's good to see the SPCU's move to almost three full divisions this year. Um, and you know all the same sort of size. So and that wouldn't happen without the five elevens being in there. So no, it's good to see. And I think we probably well we're not too bad. Not actually been based in Aberfeldy, but. Sure, if you have the Aberfeldy lads, wish that um they had as many local neighbours to play as you five guys have. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we better travelling, but it's a beautiful ground you've got. It's a beautiful spot, so yeah, right. it's no much better than that donkey field you were talking about. <laughs> but it's all right, we'll get on the case this year. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, we look forward to, to coming up there as well. Yeah, it's good, lovely. So before we'd come on recording, you'd you'd obviously discussed about how um, Largo had reached sort of Esca Division One. Um, so obviously kind of touched on the history and things, but you know, kind of what sort of looking at the club in the present and kind of club in the future, like what are sort of Largo's aims? You know, you've produced some fantastic cricketers over the years. Um, yeah, I was part of a young Strathern side who watched Safan Sharif put the ball into. Cow pats non-stop during the game, and <laughs> a few other good players come through over the years. So, kind of what? Yeah, what with, 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 yeah I mean, the, the aims are obviously we're we're just kind of, I suppose, really in our second season, the SPCU proper season, anyway. Yeah. Um. So, we're just looking to like, our our first team. We've got some good players. Um. Not sure how many players we'll we'll get back in terms of of. We, we were we were sort of fortunate in a way because we got we got uh, uh, some of the guys from when St Andrews Uni staff um, folded. Yeah, we got some. Of We've always had a close relationship with St Andrews Uni staff down the years. We've had many of their players have played for them when we were in the East of Scotland League. And they were in the SBCU. They kind of played played for both clubs. 
um, which was great. We've always maintained that kind of relationship with them, um, and that's going. That's even going back to back to the nineties. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of guys played for the uni staff that came and played for Largo latterly. Um, so I'm not sure, but these guys sort of come and go a little bit because they're taking jobs elsewhere and whatever around it, all all over the UK. So. I'm not sure how many will get back this year, but uh, we've all got a core group of of local guys that have come through our junior section, our Largo Lions section, which is always, like you've just touched on, um, we've produced a lot of good cricketers through that. And guys that have played cricket, that have, you know, have played cricket as kids and then they continued in adulthood, which is brilliant from our point of view. As long as everybody keeps playing cricket, yeah, we're happy. Well, you know, you touched on, on, on Safi there. I mean, Safi joined us. His dad played for us um, back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. His dad played with us, uh, Mohammed, And uh, he brought Safi as a just a tiny little guy to, to the senior training sessions on a Wednesday <laughs> night. And, uh, yeah, you could even tell as a 13-year-old that he was a bit special. Um, yeah, something about him. Um, you know, even he could bowl at a pretty rapid pace even then. And uh, when I when I was captain back in two thousand and six, I think two thousand and seven, around about that time. Um, uh, pre season, I got a phone call from his dad. At this point, I think Staffy was maybe about fifteen, and he'd been, you know, tearing it up with the with the juniors, and he was captain of our under fifteens and. It's the one and only time that we got to the semi-final of the under-15 Scottish Cup, um, which was you know an amazing achievement for for a club of our size and and, yep. and where we are because we're kind of dominated by a lot of the bigger Edinburgh or Glasgow clubs. These cup competitions, particularly kids as well, so that was a big feather in the cap. And he was tearing it up even then. So his dad fo- his dad phoned me pre-season and said, "Safi's ready. He's ready to play first team cricket." <laughs> Of course, I was just a young captain at the time. I was like, uh, "Okay, Sharifi, uh, yeah, okay. Well, we'll get, we'll get, we've got a pre-season friendly against Cooper, who were around at that time, yep. and we'll get a minute and see how it how he gets on." And uh, yeah, no problem. So yeah, got to that pre-season friendly against Cooper, and he took six wickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we, I think we bowled them all out for eighty something, and uh, you know, Duffy opened the bowling with his dad, and and continued to do so. Right up until uh, he left us, you know, because he, he was getting way too good for for us. So yeah. <laughs> off, off he went to Dunfermline, I think, after he'd been with us. So yeah, and we've also, you know, we've, uh, Ryan Brown is another one who, who currently plays for Heriots and Cali, yep. Cali as well. Ryan Ryan's dad, Ian, is a big part of the club. He's club treasurer and. Coach um, does a lot of work yeah, on the ground and is a big part of the club. And both his both his sons played cricket with Largo. Ryan's obviously yeah. gone on to yeah. to play at a very good standard. And his his youngest son Aidan still plays with us when he can when he's not when he's not at university or whatever it is he's doing. So, uh, but the, the other strange ones with Jamie Ritchie, the Scotland rugby captain. Um, or the current Scotland rugby captain played cricket with us as a kid as well. He was a really good cricketer when he was a youngster, um, but obviously he was better at rugby. So <laughs> <laughs> that, 
ended up captaining his country of rugby, which is fair enough, you know. So Carlton got Hugo Southwell back, so you never know. Maybe in a couple of years, when he hangs up the rugby boots, you might get him back along. <laughs> might get the benefit of Jamie Ritchie. Yeah, that's right. That'd be nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, quite intimidating on the pitch, anyway. <laughs> I don't think I'd fancy being that bowler. <laughs> No, definitely not. No, no. So, yeah, but we've always had a thriving junior section. Uh, and our, our, our current captain, Hughes Gillen, he's, uh, he played under 15 Scotland level and he, st- he, he still lives in the village um, and, and, and captains the club now. So we've always had that. We've always had that junior section that have produced it because we can't really rely on anything else. We have to try and produce our own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because of geographically where we are, we're not in a big yeah. city, we're not even near a big town. You know, to try and persuade youngsters to come and play cricket, it's it's not always easy. So um, we've always, we've got a great bunch of junior coaches that go out. They've been around primary schools pre-COVID, obviously, and you know we we've benefited from 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 that and just word of mouth and kids whose parents, luckily enough, are cricket fans. Because of where we are, we cover quite a big geographical part of Fife. There's no other club, you know. You've got you've got Falkland and and Fruke sort of to the to the west and north of us. Yeah. And then obviously mentioned, you know, you've got Dunnekeer, you know, in Kirkcaldy, and and then further west, you've got your Broom Halls and Dunfermline, Carnegies. But really, anything east of that, to yeah. the East New, right up to St Andrews, there's no other club. So yeah. we've got. We've got we can pull on quite a quite quite a large geographical region to get kids and or players from, but it's it's still not as easy. You've got to try and bring them through. So yeah, yeah we something we heavily rely on, yeah, is our is, is bringing kids through. Very picturesque ground you've got to go and play at as well. That probably helps things, you know. It's not like a yeah, up to yeah a we're hole. very lucky. Yeah, it's it's we're very lucky with that. It's uh, it's a it's a it's a magnificent ground, and 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 like I said to you earlier, you know, you know when when the ground was reopened and well, sorry, opened in nineteen eighty six. Um, we never would have thought we would get a pitch as good as that because the wicket is genuinely very very good at Largo, yeah. and I, it is. You know, we look after it. We've always looked after it, but I think we're helped just by the type of soil that's there. It's quite sandy, so it dries very quickly because we're very close to the the beach here at, at, at Lower Largo. So, yeah. um, Lynx cricket. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, the wind will help it dry it as well. <laughs> yeah, and then the views and everything help. So, yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, the day we we were there last summer, it was a, a stunning day, um, and it is just. On a day like that, it is a gorgeous place to play your cricket. It really is. Um, yeah. I suppose that leads on to so last year. Your first team were they were kind of they were in the hunt at the top end of Division One for the majority of the yeah. season. Um, yeah. Ultimately, just fell a little bit short. Um, you mentioned obviously some potentially some challenges with retaining some of the guys that were there last year. But yeah. what are your your hopes and expectations coming into this season? So, well, obviously, big big year for the club. So, fortieth anniversary. So, we want to try and it'd be nice to get a, a, you know some achievements in that. So, you know, um, Hughes, having spoken to Hughes briefly over the winter, he's he's quite keen to push for 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 promotion or top of the league. Anyway, whether yeah. we would take promotion, I don't know. 
it's quite a commitment you know, and a step up, you know, into the into the uh, into the championship. Yeah. From Division One, uh, there's a lot more travelling, a lot more commitment, but we'd certainly have a go at, at, at trying to, to to win the league if if we can, if it's possible. It's really difficult because you just need to see how you are. First couple of games, you got to sort of see how it goes. But if we got in a run, there's no there's no reason why we couldn't couldn't do so. Yeah, um, I mean, hopefully you have a setback first up, obviously. obviously I mean, you know, you, we do apologise that you'll be, you know, one loss from one game. We have to apologise. Yeah, we'll, 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 blame, we'll blame a hangover from the dinner dance on that day. <laughs> but yeah, I know it's I mean, an earlier start time for you as well. That doesn't even help things. No, they might, they might still be drunk when they're playing, which... You go either way, boys. You know. I've been on tour with people, and that wasn't always a disadvantage. Exactly. <laughs> I've been there myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, we're 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 just we're we're not we're not here to take on you know to see if we can win leagues and 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 be you know in a championship cricket and all the rest of it. We're just going to see how it goes. The guys just love playing. They just love playing cricket. And that's, that's great. Yes. We like, like to, everybody likes to win. There's a bit yeah. of a competitiveness yeah. there, but at the same time, we enjoy just playing cricket, playing on the ground that we do, that you've touched on playing against guys like yourselves and all the other clubs that are around us. It's, it's just what we, we love doing. And, you know, we'll see how it, we'll just see how the season pans out. For the first time in a few years, we've entered into the Challenge Cup, Scottish right. yeah. Challenge Cup this year because it was a before it before it became the Challenge Cup. It used to be called the Small Clubs Cup. You yeah. guys will remember that for sure. And um, you know, we we had a, a sort of modicum of success in that when it was the Small Clubs Cup back in the in the early noughties. Um, You know, we won it in two thousand and two, which was amazing, um, and it was a great time with the club. You know. We got to a couple of semi-finals, so we were always quite a good cup team. But just as the as as time went on, we got bogged down with a lot of league league cricket and and Esca trying to push for promotion when we had a really good side to see how far we could get. Um, and the sort of cup stuff kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. So it's nice. Just we thought, look, let's give it a crack this year and see see what happens. Fortieth anniversary. See see if we can get a little cup run going, which would be. Great, but I see we've got uh, a tough draw. First up, we've got to go away to Crescent. Yeah, yeah I don't know uh, a lot about. And obviously, new new guys in in the SPCU as well, so yeah, um, don't know too much about them. But you know, you've always you've got to start somewhere. So we'll see how that first round match goes. And yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, there it goes. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, it's good to see teams involved in cups and. Maybe yeah. you can add, add the village cup was, going forward in time thinking. as well. Yeah, we've 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 played in it in the past, and and actually in the early days of the club, we used to play in the village cup. But um, you know, our, our more illustrious neighbours, Falkland and Fruki, tend to do pretty well in that. So yeah, we've kind of just sort of kept our focus on things like the small clubs cup and and all that sort of thing. But yeah, we might look at might look at doing that again at some point in the future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll about a giant killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Zoom is threatening to punt us off this call, so we should probably <laughs> wrap things up. But it's been I really, really good chatting to you, Ali. And um, you know, and well, if we don't, hopefully, we might see you 
uh, along at the start of the season. Um, I will do. I'll make sure I'm there. I, I, I probably won't be playing, but I'll make sure that I'm, I'm shouting stuff at you guys in the boundary. Right. <laughs> probably still with a beer in my hand. You never know from the night. <laughs> oh, well. You bring one for me, that'll be fine. <laughs> right, not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> but no, we really appreciate your time. Um, and yeah, look forward to seeing what this year, your special year's got ahead of you. Yeah, no, and all the guys. best for the season ahead. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Well, thanks again to Ali for talking to us. I thought it was a really good interview. Um, so, someone that can talk just as much as you, Callum. I was just the same thing. <laughs> Stole my line. I did. Great. I had a I feeling know. you were going to say that. So, yeah, jump in. Right. Um, yeah. What's next? What are we chatting about? Well, I think we can't not talk about the recent Cricket Scotland review that was published two days yesterday two days yeah. ago as we record middle of the week yeah it was reco- uh, released um, to say it's had mixed reviews mixed reviews of the review wouldn't be unfair yeah. um, we're not going to go into the ins and outs of all sides of this um, because I think it would be fair to say there's quite a divisive situation currently in the Scottish game. Um, yeah, so. which we've made a point of not really speaking about. And yeah, we're keep and it we will way. keep it that um, way. Yeah. So. But I think there is... It, it, it was kind of known that it was coming, was that there is a big part of the recommendation is... Well, I suppose a big part of it is there's currently two boards and they want to amalgamate them, basically make the CS, the current Cricket Scotland board be the board for the Cricket Scotland... CS, hold- It's basically the yeah. holding company. So, what? yeah, and that their board are currently the council, aren't they? Yes, yeah. So, but it's recognised <laughs> the Cricket Scotland are the governing body and the review is that the boards are the correct people to be in place. Um, and I can get... I get why a lot of that is. Um probably the one side to it that maybe feels a little bit missing from that for me is there doesn't seem to be a lot of representation from the game um in that you know like currently there's a lot of there's usually a representative from like each region yeah. and league and things like that and on, on the current board but one of their focuses is that there would then be subcommittees. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that would be their answer is that's the way around it, is that these other bodies and interested parties would be represented in the subcommittees. Um, so that would be a bit of a change, probably for your average cricketer, probably will make no difference in yeah, reality. Yeah, that. Um, yeah. So that's not highly controversial, I can't see but there will be people mumping their gums about it, probably most notably the board members of the current holdings company, you would imagine. But, um, well, I know that to be the case. So, <laughs> um, so probably the other thing that I suddenly picked up on was that there is the conversation about player registration. Yeah. And that's probably not controversial in its own, in no, its own right. No, I think comparing it to other grassroots sports... Um, so if I, so as you know, I used to referee football um, and the way that I think the Scottish Football Association do player registration is a lot better than the way that Cricket Scotland do player registration because everyone is registered centrally on the yep. same system. Um, your referees all get a team sheet with all your and your players have to be registered. I, I wouldn't be averse to seeing that 
come Which into Scotland. Which is kind of, we've, we have seen that in Scot- Scotland to a <clears throat> degree. Player reg was a system that yeah. was used, um, although as being an umpire, trying to use the sheets was a nightmare because when clubs had black and white printers and you were like, cool, there's 11 marks on a page here. <laughs> Um, so it kind of defeated the purpose of printing yeah. pictures because you couldn't tell who anyone was anyway. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, in football, they don't use that. It's just oh. all on your registration number, so you could still get around it. But at least every player's properly registered and is on a team sheet with the registration details and it's consistent across the game, which it currently isn't, I don't think. N- not that I'm aware of. There is the scoring system that requires you to have input them, which yeah. slightly... but. Proper player registration does not exist, certainly not on a centralised basis. So I don't think there's any problem with that. I believe Sports Scotland have been telling Cricket Scotland they need this for donkeys, yeah. is my understanding. A lot of, I believe that a lot of funding, actually, that CS probably could have accessed either now or in the past, they've almost kind of been restricted or cut off from it because they don't have player registration, therefore yeah. don't have accurate information about the number of players in the game and things like that yeah so that's i think again am i right feels sensible and non-controversial but i guess what we're getting on to is the next part of the same sort of proposal so that's to move away from club membership fees yep and towards individual membership fees for the governing body so every player essentially would have to be a member of cricket scotland which I think, when you consider probably the higher levels of the club game, makes sense. Yeah. I have huge concerns about it when you get down to, if we were talking regionally, like SPCU Division 1 and Division 2, or R&D cricket as well. Yeah. I, I think it has a massive impact that maybe hasn't been fully ascertained. Well, I think that, uh, I mean, without going off on a tangent, it, that's one problem with the review overall. I th- it feels like it's been written with the, still the club game in mind, but probably the higher end of the club game yeah. in mind. Um, even even a fee for players, if it's not astronomical, I can see that it's maybe manageable. I think it's the follow-on to that that I really see a big problem with, where if you're not a registered member, you're not allowed to play. And particularly when you go down to the levels you mentioned, good luck with that, because what you're going to end up with is you're going to end up with many weeks of seven guys playing eight guys. Yeah. Yeah. Players. Yeah. I think that... I think, actually, the, the charge per individual is probably... Okay, I don't think it should be personally pay- personally payable by the individual. No, and I also think there should be a threshold so that if you because if you have clubs who struggle to get eleven players out on a weekend, yeah, um, and they maybe go through thirty players a year, a team that has the same eleven every week but has a reliable or have as a reliable fourteen or fifteen yeah, that yeah, you can yeah. get, why why should that club? pay half as much as a club who gets basically the same number of games at the same standard of cricket but because they have guys who aren't quite as reliable but come and give you one or two games a year why should your fee be twice as much i don't think it should be i think there should be a threshold where maybe it's three or four games and then that becomes payable 
something yeah, like that. It's a, it's sort of it's a, a, a thresholds are always difficult because Absolutely. agreeing where the threshold is, you know, if you play f- three games a year, well, okay, yeah, you're not regular, but you probably are at least planning to play. It's yeah. I, I, the my big concern particularly is around the sort of emergency players that may play one game a year, but they might not even play cricket. Yeah, they might just be a mate you've got who's kind of sporty and is happy. To, and that's part of the reason for transitioning to colour clothing because the idea is it's meant to make, the feeling is it'll make the game more accessible and things like that. And it probably yeah. does because if a guy just has to chuck on a pair of blue or black trackies and you can chuck him a shirt, that's fine. Whereas you don't have to find a spare pair of whites somewhere yeah, for them. Absolutely, um, yeah. So, yeah, it just, it feels, I, I don't know, it just feels like a big step like to do player registration and individualised membership. It's, I mean, they say that apparently this is common throughout the associate game. I'll be honest, I'll be quite surprised if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I get maybe at the associate game at the highest level. That's Now, I'm not saying any, there's no fact behind that. That could yeah. be the case. But I think if you consider some of the countries and the economies that the associate game exists in, I'm thinking you take a Nepal, for example. You're not telling me that every cricketer in that country is paying, you know, what would be a tenner an hour money. Well, I have no idea about what, yeah, how that would convert no. to. But I don't believe that that exists mm-hmm. because I think you would just have nobody playing cricket. Well, nobody playing competitive cricket. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, there's things... Again, there's the potential for I'm um, going back to football because again it's something that yeah, I yeah. know where amateur sides do have the ability to play a trialist, uh, sort of a, a temporarily a temporarily registered player. Yeah. Um, and whether that again is something that could be implemented, but it feels my, my concern is, and I, I know this is a concern that has been echoed by several people, is that Cricket Scotland have said this registration system is coming. The expectation seems to be that this registration system will probably be in place this year. I believe I believe so. Yeah. Um, um, we are four weeks from the season starting and clubs haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cricket Scotland's AGM isn't due to be until after the season starts, so that's not very good. Yeah, so there, I think there's another huge headache coming because they're probably going to try and force this registration system on for this season. Um at no notice at all yeah. um, and throw yet more pressure onto the, the grassroots game, which it could really do without. Yeah, and I think it's one of these things, Like, I think there's a lot of question marks over it. I think player registration we can probably live with. Some of the reasons for it, there have been instances of players playing for teams they probably shouldn't be playing for and that hasn't been picked up on. Now, if someone just lies about who they are, then, well, that gets around that anyway. So Realistically, it happens at grassroots sport. Yeah. It happens with every grassroots sport across the country. So, so it's yes. going to happen. But it's one of these things. Is Cricket Scotland, it's a difficult time. Obviously, there's a lot of turmoil around the game just now. And I do feel a degree of sympathy towards Cricket Scotland um, about that. But they're not doing themselves any favours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, and I actually think the problem is there is no trust in Cricket Scotland. I, 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 
that's pretty wholesale across the board. I feel wouldn't be unfair to say. If they want this, do it next year. Work it out. Speak to the clubs. Have the conversations. Figure out what that actually looks like in practice. And then implement it. And then when it gets implemented for season 2024, it works. Yeah. Because all I see that's going to happen is they are going to chuck... I, th- I think they will try and get this here in time for this season because they, they also try are going to try and score a win because they've not really had many of those recently. But it's not going to work. Yeah. And faith in the organisation is just going to go down even further because folk are going to be like, well, you know, we've put all this effort in and it doesn't work anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to hear what other people think of this. So I'm very interested to hear from you. Obviously, catch us on Twitter at DibDobPod and let us know your thoughts. Or jump into the comment section on YouTube as well. Um, Bit of a higher word count there as well. So if you want to leave a detailed response to this, then get on the YouTube comments. So, yeah, um, that is interesting stuff. Um, But we'll see. Well, there's been one other bit of news this week. Absolutely. It's just getting there. Oh, well, yeah. you seem like you're you dilly-dallying. You know, you seem like you're trying to wrap things up there, Andrew. Well, um, well I'll let you do it. I do yeah. too much talking. So, you go. sad news, really, in that today, as we record, is it this morning? Was it yesterday? Was it just this morning? I don't know. Every day's a blast. Lost it. Called getting week. old. Absolutely lost the plot this week. <laughs> <laughs> it occurred at some point this week. It did. Good Kyle luck Coulter, proving what day we record. Um, has announced his retirement from cricket. Um, to take up a coaching position with the Northern Diamonds. Fine club, fine club. Um, which is the ECB's regional women's side based out of Headingley. Excellent. Uh, wrong side of the Pennines, but we'll let that slide. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, what can you what can you not say about Kyle Coser? I mean, what a career. Oh, absolutely. I mean, legend of the Scottish game. Yeah. Like, um, we sort of had this conversation off air a wee bit. Is he the greatest ever Scottish cricketer? That's maybe a big question. Um, that's probably got lots. But I would argue he's probably the cricketer that has contributed the greatest amount to the Scottish game. I think. Yeah, I think obviously there's Scottish cricketers who have done things in Test cricket and things, yep. and you could make an argument for them being. Greater cricketers, but in terms of what anyone has achieved in a Scotland shirt, um, you'd be hard pushed to find anyone that's done has had a big an impact as Cal Coates had on the game. Yeah, McLeod was one that we sort of floated as he's had some very big, spectacular innings. Um, yeah, and you know you've got Safin Sharif, um, Majid Hat, you know, with the ball. Yeah, but yeah, you know. Carl's got to be right up there. I suppose my question is, how long before we see him as the Scotland coach? Oh, I think it'll happen. Um, but I think, from what I understand, uh, from what I, the impression I get from him is he'll want to really know yep. his coaching game before he takes a job like that. He won't. He, he won't want that job too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I reckon two or three years of, of building some experience and then and then we'll see him. It's possibly also one of those you maybe want to take a step away for a period of time at least, kind of let the maybe senior guys who you've played with for 
10, 15 years yeah. fall away by the wayside as well. And then you're kind of, yeah, you might still be coaching got, guys. If you you're know, like three or four years time, you're likely that Barrington, Sharif, these guys are probably, if not already gone, certainly on their way, on their like, very close yeah. to their way out. So, um, yeah, um, I do think we'll see him back as the head coach at some point. Um, obviously congratulations to Kyle on an incredible career. Yep. Um, it's one that we've all enjoyed watching. Um, and yeah, hopefully we see another like him at some point because his achievements have just been absolutely incredible in a Scotland shot. Absolutely. Yeah. What a guy. Indeed. Uh, but I'm going to look at him though, if you're, if you're needing a wee, a wee knock about. <laughs> and another I, I, another Dibley Dobler as well. I, I, <laughs> I'm only needing an opening batting partner. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, we have got. We're planning to have another few weeks off before our next episode, and then we're planning to get started about the middle of the month with some preview shows, yep. and then we'll kind of be back up to probably in the full swing of things at that point, unless something dramatic happens in the next few weeks that causes us to have to jump behind the mics. Yeah. Um. I w- I hope not, because I'd like it just you know a smooth build up to the, the season. The game just doesn't need it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but so hopefully I'll see everyone in a few weeks. Yeah. Enjoy the, the rest of your pre season preparations, everyone. Um actually I know what I'm next. impressed with. That you and I both still fit into our T shirts we got last year. I mean I I'm starting to fit these T shirts quite well, which is a concern because I went a size up. So All right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, they're, they're they're starting to fit quite nicely. Quite snug. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. Catch us on Twitter at DibDobPod. Uh, please do like, share, review. Um, tell your pals, your family, your granny's Doug. Um, every viewer is welcome here. And as Callum says, we'll speak to you again in a few weeks' time. Bye, everyone. Bye.